Well, good morning, church. It's uh, so good to see you, and we're so thankful for the opportunities that we have to gather again. And uh, I just uh, want to say, Fariba, thank you so much for blessing us with such a wonderful prayer. Uh, I really do appreciate that. Amen. There's uh, many, many strong, capable, and uh, anointed women that God has used in our history and in our present and our future, and we're so very, very thankful for that. Um, I just want to encourage us as we continue to move into uh, this new season of ministry that uh, I want to affirm what Amy said, please. Uh, there's lots of good teams, and uh, in order for the ministry to thrive, we'll need every one of us to do our part. The scripture says that when in the church, he's talking Ephesians chapter 4, he says that when everyone does its part, and he talks about in that chapter that every single person has been given a gift and a talent and an area that they uh, are passionate about, that when everyone does their part, the church builds itself up in love. And so, just want to encourage you uh, to do so. Well, friends, we're in the series called Bless, and we've learned that we are blessers, not converters. And uh, last week, we began to learn about beginning in prayer or being in prayer. And so, this is the very first thing, and it's the continual thing. And we learned that we start, we progress, we persevere, we celebrate in prayer the entire journey of having people come to know Christ and uh, to see their lives uh, become part of the family of God. Today, we're going to take the second in our BLESS, an acronym there, and that is uh, listen with compassion. Listen with compassion. Um, there's How many of you have enjoyed being a part of a conversation where you know the person that you've been talking to hasn't heard a single thing that you've heard. Now, why does the women always look to the husbands or the guys? <laughs> oh, my. Very, very funny. I, I actually came across something this week. I was going to use it on a slide, but I decided not to. But let me just say this. Uh, my wife just stopped and said, you weren't even listening to me, were you? And I thought to myself, that's a pretty strange way to start a conversation. <laughs> okay. Well, listening is, uh, listening is such an important thing. We are going to journey there today, and I trust that the Lord is going to bless us as we embrace this. There's a lot of different ways we can listen these days. Obviously, we can listen by phone conversations. We can listen uh, in some ways through uh, reading emails, uh, on Zoom calls, uh, getting messages. And, uh, but the most important and the one that is actually the most effective is face-to-face, -face, listening in person conversation. I read this week that someone said this, an author said, listening is loving. It's one of the most powerful ways to love others is by listening well, being present in the moment and giving people our full attention. 
truly hearing what someone is saying and trying to understand their point of view, showing people that we value them, their thoughts and their feelings by focusing and listening well. Jesus was a master at doing so. He was attentive to people. He was in the moment. Uh, he saw the needs and around him. He took time to truly understand those he was speaking with. He asked questions. I read this week that Jesus asked over 300 questions. Did you know that? He asked questions. And the problem is when you and I read our scriptures and we read through, there's white space at the end of sentences or between statements, and we just power through it. But I hazard a guess that Jesus often would ask a question and let it linger. He took the time to truly understand. He talked about matters of heart and soul, matters of God. He listened to the doubts and the fears of his disciples, and he patiently reassured them of his love and of his presence. He listened to the cries of the sick and the oppressed, even when he was very busy doing other things. He offered them comfort and healing. One such story is in Luke chapter 18, and before I turn and put it on the screens, I just fill you in. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, and he is heading towards his ultimate death. He's going, this is in on his way now to Jerusalem for what we know as the triumphal entry. And so Jesus is uh, coming in, he's walking, and crowds are with him, and he's near Jericho, and he's, there's people all around. Can you imagine the entourage and the busyness and the popularity? And a beggar who's blind begins to call out, what's happening, what's going on, what's all this commotion? He can hear, but he can't see, and uh, he finds out that Jesus, the Nazarene, is passing by. And so he calls out, Jesus of Nazareth, have mercy on me. And it says that those in front, that would have been probably, you can see Peter and the disciples clearing the way, and they rebuke him and tell him to be quiet, and he cries out again, Jesus, have mercy on me. Now, the Scripture does not say that he actually saw him but he heard. Now imagine this. In the midst of all that commotion, he hears, and then he tells them who were out in front, the disciples who were trying to rebuke him and get him out of the way, asks them to bring him to him. And so Jesus does. And he begins to speak with him. Verse, uh, chapter 18, verse 40 and 41. And he, he commanded him to be brought to him. And when he came near... He, Jesus, asked him, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me recover my sight. Now, isn't that a strange question? Here's a blind beggar. He's been there who knows how long. And he, he says to Jesus, Jesus asks him, what can I do? And he says, I received my sight. But don't you think that's a, come on, Jesus, it's rather obvious, don't you think? It's actually an incredible insight into the character of Jesus. Because Jesus did not assume he knew what he wanted. How often we do that with people, don't we? 
we make assumptions. As we uh, heard in our marriage retreat, uh, that Woody Allen or Henry Winkler, I'm not sure who, but they've just kind of accredited to both of them, but said that assumptions are the termites of relationships. And so Jesus did not assume, and I think that's an incredible thing. It might have been obvious, but he didn't want to make an assumption. And he says, what would you like me to do for you? I think that is brilliant. It's interesting about this that Jesus asked and listened. Listening. Again, I mentioned at the, our marriage retreat uh, a little book that was uh, famous. My mom bought me a copy of it years ago. It was called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by an author named Stephen Covey. And this landmark book was uh, really quite something. And if you haven't read it, I encourage you to do so. And worth the price of the book is habit number five. And I give it to every couple we do premarital with, and it's important that we understand. We have them read that together. Habit number five, we want to become habit five listeners. And in this book, he talks about the main idea of in, in this chapter is seek to understand before being understood. Now, this cuts against the grain of human nature. Everything inside of us is screaming against that. Listen and seek to understand before being understood. One of the principles he teaches is listen to understand, not to respond. Listen to understand. Now, most of us, if we're honest, most of us listen to someone with the intent to respond to them. Whether that's in a conversation with a person, you're just sitting there over a coffee and you're talking, you're hearing what they're saying, but in your hearing, you're actually formulating what you're going to say next. If you're in a debate or an argument, Someone might be saying something to you, but you're not even trying to understand what they're saying. You are actually justifying your thinking in your mind. You're preparing your debate. You're going to counterattack. You're going to counter their argument. You're going to justify, defend yourself. That's what happens to most of us. You see, we've got all kinds of training in how to read. We've got all kinds of training as to how to speak but there's very, very little training that you and I received on how to actually listen well. And this book has been tremendous. It's an excellent read to listen to understand first. You will get your opportunity to be understood. The principle is to understand first. And the harder that conversation is, relationally, the more difficult that is to wait. He goes on in this, uh, in this, um, this chapter to talk about these different types of listening. The first one I find fascinating, he just calls it ignoring. And I guess that's sort of a, a listening tactic. You just choose to, to ignore. Another one is selective listening. Selective listening where we choose to hear what we want to hear or when we want to hear it. The other one he then elevates to attentive listening, he calls attentive listening. Some of you maybe know this as active listening in your business training. And that is where you, you hear what they're saying and you repeat back the words. 
you know, you do give them attention and focus. But he, Covey actually brings a, an, another depth, and he calls it empathic listening. Empathic. Empathy. And he said that in empathic listening, you're not just merely mimicking words back, but you're listening more deeply for meaning, for feeling. When you listen empathically, you're not just listening to the actual words, you're actually listening to the inflection of the voice, its volume, its tone. You're listening to their body language. You're watching for the quivering lip, the concern on their eyes. You're you're listening more deeply, empathic listening. And so uh, I think it's an incredible book. And uh, as we look in this series about blessing other people, to listen with compassion or empathy, empathic listening, it will do so much for our influence on people. So we want to hear what they're concerned about. We want to listen to what's going on in their life. What are they feeling? What do they mean by this? What paradigm do they have or worldview? What kind of sort of concerns are coming out? We are listening to their heads and their hearts. So to seek, to listen, to understand, it takes incredible amounts of consideration And when you move to finally be understood, it takes sometimes a lot of courage to be able to actually express those thoughts and feelings. I just want to encourage you, if you've never read the book, just even read it for the fifth habit. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 13, years before Stephen Covey ever was alive, the wisest person besides Christ himself, King Solomon, writes this, if one gives an answer before he hears, it is folly and shame. If we operate in tell mode, only wanting to give answers to people without trying to understand where they're coming from, if we're there just to win an argument, not just to listen to who who they are, what they're actually trying to communicate to us, The Bible calls it foolish and shameful. Now, the funny thing is, if you go to the doctor, how would you feel if you walked into your doctor's office and before you could actually tell him what you were there for, he writes you a prescription and she sends you off to the pharmacy or orders an MRI for something? How would you feel about that? Now, I I use that example because that's exactly what happens with so many of us, isn't it? We listen and we respond before we even hear. Or sometimes there are people, there's different types of communicators. Some are very direct and it's the bottom line, give me the facts right now. Others communicate in details. Or some people, it's in the process of actually communicating that they actually will come to the real question or the issue that is at hand. But the problem is if we cut in and if we don't listen to understand and if we start giving an answer before they actually get to what the real issue is, it'll reveal our own foolishness. 
Oftentimes, people will speak and they'll present what's happening in their life, but that's just the presenting problem. The real issue is often deep underneath that. So if you and I are listening to people trying to uh, be used by God to bless their lives, one of the things we are going to have to learn, and it's a learned practice, it really is, we're going to have to learn how to listen well, to listen with compassion, to listen with empathy. It's essential to blessing people. Brian McLaren, I was reading his book this week called More Ready Than You Realize, and he's talking about in the postmodern world, people are way more ready to talk about God than you and I think. He said this, many people want to talk about God, but not just anyone is safe to talk to. Many people want to talk about spiritual things, but they may not want to talk to us, especially if we have a history of giving answers before we really hear their hearts or if we're in tell mode. Some Christians make people feel safe. They, have no, they may not have any integrity to Christ's word, so they have nothing to offer them, but they make them feel safe. Others are on the other expend, uh, spectrum where he says that they have great knowledge of God, and they even bring their life into line with his morality, but they come on way too strong and way too judgmentally for people, and so they lose their hearing. In the first one, they have nothing really to offer them when it comes to Christ and the kingdom of God because their life, as they look at their life, there's, they may be just like them. There's no wholesome quality and depth of character that we see in Jesus. So they have nothing to offer. But if we go to the other extreme, then we lose our hearing because we've been obnoxious to them, we've offended. Our calling is to be like Jesus, to live a life of integrity to Christ and his word, full of love and respect for others, and respectful enough to listen well. You know, I say that if we were to do so, we would be able to be some of these people who are safe to talk to, who model the life, and we could actually help people sort through their process as they are thinking about spiritual things. So here's the main bulk of the teaching today. We bless other people. I want to pause at this. We bless other people. There's three dynamics I want to bring into play. We bless others when we listen to people with compassion. We've been talking about this. Some of the people who don't believe are actually a gift to you and me because they help us to learn and listen in new ways. There's new narratives these days than they were 20, 30 years ago about why people do believe and don't believe. There's new categories. We heard about this recently in Sunday morning where sometimes in church we're programmed to only think and deal with atheists. But the fact of the matter is most of our culture is agnostic way more spiritual than it's ever been in history almost, certainly since the time of Christ. It was very, very spiritual. They're just confused or they don't know. Most, we must understand and learn how to come, come alongside people and listen to them with compassion 
I was in Calgary and I was listening to my friend Dom and he talked about this, that uh, we listen with compassion and the Latin for compassion or passio means to suffer. And he's saying that in this day and age today, if we are going to actually listen with empathy and have an influence on people for Christ and his kingdom, we must enter into their confusion. We must learn to suffer with them in their pain. We've got to Listen to them as they try to figure things out. And that takes a whole different level of patience. It takes a whole different level of being sort of at peace in how we communicate with people. We've got to live in their pain, to share their struggles, to move through the complexity of what they think. They've got bits and pieces from everything from supernatural TV shows and, you know, demonic things and, you know, all kinds of mystical, um, you know, paranormal stuff going on and there bits and pieces here and there. And we just have to enter into that. And one of the biggest things I learned when Dom talked to us, he said this, he said, Christians, you must release the feeling like you have the last say in the room. Because in our culture today, uh, from the perspective of the culture, you don't have the last say. And so we need to get comfortable in how do we walk in that kind of level of complexity and differentness and pain and confusion and be able to respond in ways that doesn't come down like you know, but to just give people thoughts, let them think about things, invite them to think about this thought and leave it there instead of saying it. And I know this is hard for me because I have a type of a personality that wants to just do that, wants to close the loop, you know, hammer down the points, make it all. So it's a challenge. We listen compassionately and empathetically through their journey. Sometimes this listen, listening with compassion also means listening to what are their dreams, what are the aspirations through all of this. As they talk about their frustrations about something, what's the flip side that they're really longing for? So listening is not about us, it's about the person that God's called us to bless. So we bless others as we listen to people with compassion. Next, we bless others as we listen to the context with discernment. We've got to start listening to the context of people's lives with great discernment. What's going on in their world? Let's think about their place, where they grew up, where they've recently come from, whether it's a part of another part of the country, another part of the province, another part of the world, where are they? What's the context that, you know, is about their life? What's their past? What's your story? Listen to their story. Because it's all a context. Everyone brings a context with them. What's their story? What about their family? Their home? Parents, siblings, spouse or a partner, kids, their pets. 
You're, you're listening. You're getting their context. And you've got to listen as you're hearing all of this stuff. You're discerning. You're trying to listen. Where is their pain emotionally? Maybe there's some hurt in their lives. It took me a long time, a long time, to one of my friends to discover something that happened to him when he was young. This friend of mine has a real edge to him. He's a bit negative. He's been in lots of fights in his history. And he just has an aggressive edge to him. Now, the flip side and the good side is there's a real drive for justice. And you know, it took me a long time, and finally he said to me that was in, when he was in junior high, he got beat up so bad by a high schooler that he had just actually a guy had just gotten out of high school but was on the school grounds. And for what he felt was completely no reasons at all, unprovoked, he chose him and beat him so badly. He said to me, I made a commitment in my heart that day. No one would ever do that to me again. You see, as you listen to people's story with discernment, ah, there's something that I've got to keep in the memory bank as I'm blessing him. And someday, we're going to have to walk that road and deal with that vow he made. There's all kinds of pain, loss, grief, rejection. Listen to the physical pain that they have, sicknesses or disease or accidents that took place, about their work, their roles, their satisfaction or not. Are they in a job they hate or they love what they're doing? What changes or challenges are coming by? You see, as you listen not just to the person with compassion, but to their context with discernment, you are going to find all kinds of ways to serve them, to ask a question, to invite them to draw that out more in that particular situation. Does that make sense to you? Okay. Here's the third way. We bless others as we listen, not just to the people with compassion and to the context with discernment, but to the Spirit with obedience. You see, as great as Covey's book is, for the follower of Jesus who's truly received the life of Christ in him and whose Spirit has come to dwell within him, there is a level of listening, a resource that the best of people who don't have the presence of Christ within them miss. And the Christian has the presence of the Holy Spirit. We can listen as we're engaged with people, those whom God has brought by our path to bless, as we are developing this relationship with them, we actually can also keep an ear to heaven, if you will. Because the Holy Spirit, who lives within every single believer, communicates. He speaks. He gives thoughts. He gives impressions. He gives a sense about something. He gives words. 
He brings scripture verses or ideas that come to us in the time when we may need it in conversation with them. It's called, I call it, prophetic listening. As we are praying and we're there, remember stealth prayers? Talked to you about that a few years ago. Things are not always as they seem because the spiritual realm, the heavenly realm, intersects with us so much and it's so thin between the veil, between the presence of God and what's going on in this world and the spirit within us And so we can connect with God and the Spirit can whisper to us or give us thoughts. I've never heard an audible voice before, but I've had these thoughts, these very strong impressions that come. Prophetic listening. And we can begin to bless people as we listen to the Spirit with obedience. He might uh, give you an idea something to ask. He might give you an idea of something to do with that person. Gives you insights, words of knowledge, if you will, sometimes. Words of wisdom. And as we follow these promptings and these whispers, these leadings that he may give you, as we follow them, oh, taking the risk of obedience, we are going to see God bless people through us. Some of you know this in this room, even though you're already believers. You know, don't you, someone wrote you a card out of the blue. Someone called you and said, hey, I was thinking and praying about you today. Someone did something for you. They felt the Lord just prompted them to do, to say, to be with you. The same thing God will do to help us for people we, he has called us to bless who don't yet know him. Now, the act of listening all by itself is going to bless people, but to listen to people in their context, to listen to the people and to listen to the Spirit empathetically, discerningly, prophetically, it is going to increase your capacity to influence them. It's one of the most meaningful ways to love your neighbor as yourself is to give them attention. And it's going to open a door to be able to help them and guide them to know Jesus. Does this make sense? Friends, I trust so. Very quickly, I'm just going to just, and literally, I'm just going to walk through these. There's a lot of benefits to listening well to others in these ways. First thing is it makes people feel valued, that they matter. And is that not what we want for people? We want them to feel valued. They matter. We want them also, we, it communicates that you care. You have concern for them, that you love them. And it helps us to understand the other person. It builds trust in a relationship when we actually are listening to them in these ways. They begin to trust us. It's crazy. I don't a friend of mine who said to me, there's no one else in the world I talk to like I talk to you. I enjoy talking with you so much. And begins to disclose things. And that's, we, want, we want trust and relationship with them like that. It reveals where God's at work. As we're listening to them like that, we can see God at work and how they're responding to him. 
What a benefit it is to listen like that. And then it opens them or other people to want to finally hear from you. Because people don't care what you know until they know how much you care. And listening in these ways communicates that kind of care. And then they're going to eventually then want to know, what do you think? What makes you tick? Tell me about... So, we bless others as we listen to people with compassion. We bless others as we listen to the context with discernment and to the spirit with obedience. Friends, I want to encourage us, exhort us, to begin to learn to listen well, because as we do, we will bless people. In James chapter 1, verse 19, there's a phenomenal verse that all of us should memorize. Some of you do. And James says this, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Now, too often we do the exact opposite, isn't it? We are very slow to listen and quick to speak and sometimes even quicker to get angry. I've been there, have you? This is a discipline, it's a training. We need to train ourselves and learn how to listen well. Someone said God has given us two ears and only one mouth for a reason. Maybe it's the proportion that we should be using each part to listen twice as much as we speak. But this verse reminds us that we all need to be active, compassionate listeners, not just passive hearers, to pay attention to what others are saying and asking questions that to clarify and follow up and understand their perspectives. And I know it takes energy, and the problem is when we are tired and we don't have energy, it seems like the easier thing to do is to not listen. The other thing is so often these days, so many of us have so many things in our minds. And we're just minds are continually going and to give person their sincere, our sincere attention and to listen in these ways, it takes an, an inordinate amount of self-discipline. Now I know, you just ask Leah, like I know how hard this is. But friends, we bless others and love our neighbor by listening well. It's not easy all the time. It requires us to set aside our own preoccupations, our biases and agendas, to truly focus on another person. It calls out all of our patience sometimes and our humility. But the rewards, the rewards to see the person you're listening to be blessed, to see them make progress in their thoughts towards God, maybe being open where they were closed to him, to see them starting to get help and healing where they were seriously broken. It often begins with someone listening and listening well. Those rewards are great. 
I've got some pretty deep relationship with some people that don't know Jesus. We grow in our understanding of them and see God at work. And you and I become more like Jesus in the process. So can we just strive together to choose to become better listeners? To truly hear and understand those around us and show them the love of Christ through our attentive and compassionate presence. May God give us the strength and the grace to love others as he loves us so that in turn we can bless them. Amen. Friends, listen with compassion.